the Ninth Tower Productions. Fishbonius Sound Design. is going on. I'm seeing things. Floating spheres, people dying in the streets. The world is coming to an end. Where are we? Looks like hell would be a good guess. Moloch, where have you taken us? Not hell exactly, but as they say, you can see it from here. What is going on? You've found yourself caught between some major forces, and they will all try to use you to further their own ends. And they will try to use me, too. You've been using me since I was a kid. Technically, I'd say we've been using each other. But that aside, at least I'm the devil you know. So why are we here? Places like where this way station leads. Places you might call hell, or a purgatory, or whatever, can be realms of more than torment. They can be ways to purification. Is there the possibility of purification without the torment part? No, definitely not. Well, fuck. This has to do with chimes, doesn't it? And the presence of Malfoss. He's the demon that has been playing you the last few days. Hence, being caught between forces. So again, why are we here? If you, and by extension we, are going to have any chance of being players instead of pawns in this game, you'll need to strip yourselves of your weaknesses. All of those parts you drink, or fuck, or just plain deny away. The parts they started to touch on in your dreams. This liminal spot leads to where that can happen. If you survive. You're being especially forthright about all this. Unless you're lying. Again. Grow up, Daniel. I'm being honest because I have just as much to win or lose as you do in all of this. Maybe more. Other than that, I only care about you feeding me. Just like always. 
Where did she come from? Shit! I think you just hit a nun. Good. We're getting close. Don't stop the car yet. But she might still be alive. She needs help. Her chance for help stopped when she and others from her convent decided to worship my master. Satanic nuns? Oh, yes. They were most fun. It's always a treat when priests and nuns come out to play. It's like when rich kids come to the bad part of town to party. It's so satisfying to show them who is really in control, to crush their souls and their dreams. Same thing, really. So what happened to this place? Turn left at the next crossroads. The locals found out and hung them all from the trees, which you can see coming up ahead. Holy shit! How many of them were a part of all this? A whole lot. And what happened to the rest of the town after that? The priest went insane from the shame and the betrayal. He called everyone for a town meeting to the church, locked everyone in, and set fire to the church. What the fuck? And then he set fire to the rest of the town, including the old school where the nuns conducted their ceremonies. They did it in a school? It was abandoned and replaced with a new school. The town was just waiting to tear the old one down. I see the town coming up. Doesn't look too badly burned. We left the mundane world before you hit that nun. And you really should watch where you're driving. You might hurt someone. I don't like you. <laughs> when that priest killed himself, that last bit of psychic energy shifted the whole weight of this place. It's been sinking lower and lower into the nether realm ever since. So, what do we do? You go searching here. You'll each find, in your own ways, a way deeper into your own destinations. I say we abort this shit right now. We can't. Isn't that right, Moloch? Indeed. I wouldn't have told you all this if you could turn back. The only way out is like the path Dante took. You have to go to the bottom before you can start climbing up again. Metaphorically speaking, your path may or may not actually go down. As soon as you get out of this car, I won't be with you. Part of the rules here, you see. I'll see you when you get back. Daniel Dredd, Strange Attractors, written by Lothar Tupan. Lothar Tupan as Daniel and Tommy. Tanya Milojevic as Sophie. Matt Weller as Rufus. Pete Lutz as Ellison. Drew Prophet as Moloch and JJ. Austin Beach as Daniel's father. DB Spitzer as Adam. Gareth Seven and Wesley Critchfield as Chimes. Sarah Rhea Warner as Nun Number One and Headmistress. Rosanna Jimeno as Headmistress Demon Two. Zoe Jenkins as Nun Number Two. Janet Dider as Waitress. Atticus Jackson 
as demon baby number one, demon baby number two, and demon baby number three. Music by Chauncey Harworth. Background rock music by Daniel French. And featuring songs by Quarter Moon. Created and developed by Mark Slade and Lothar Tuppen. Directed and edited by Daniel French. Credits by Zoe Jenkins. And Julia Eve. What the hell is going on out there? People have gone crazy. I think this guy in a suit bit the nose off a homeless woman. I need to call the cops. Miss, hold up a minute. What? I've, I've got to call 911. Everything is all right. There is nothing strange going on outside. Everyone is acting perfectly normal. I, right, uh, what can I get you? Another Manhattan? That would be lovely. And another bowl of pretzels if you could. Coming right up. Well, well. Look who it is. Madam, you're looking well. Mind if I sit down? It wouldn't do me any good to say no, so... Please, do sit down, Chimes. How did you make it through the mayhem outside? Please, don't insult me. Speaking of which, let's end this little game of yours. Here's your Manhattan, honey. And what can I get you, mister? Wait, what's going on? What was just happening outside? I, I think I was going to call the cops or something. Enchanted her too, have you? I excuse me? I wanted a nice, pleasant environment to watch everything unfold. Why, that's the most intelligent thing you've done all day. Let's not ruin a good thing. So what can I get you, sweetie? A very dry gin martini, if you please. Oh, with three olives? Coming right up. What exactly were you thinking? What do you mean? The Congress wants this town. We're here to put a stop to your very clumsy, I might add, attempt to uh, stake a claim here? I see. Well, I'm listening. Let's see if we can avoid being split up. Moloch was pretty eager to emphasize our isolation. I really don't like him. So let's see if we can do this without following his script. There's the church up ahead. Should we start there? Why not? Okay, that's just wrong. I wonder if she hung herself or if somebody else did it. Whoever did it hung her pretty late in her pregnancy. 
I wonder if the nun was knocked up by the priest or by Satan. I've been a bad girl. What the fuck? But so have you, Rufy. A bad boy, I mean. How many lovers have you lost now? Let's see. There was your non-existent girlfriend you wanted Daniel to find. She was real. She... she was. And your fiancé. And now, maybe, even Sophie. What? Fuck off, nun. Come on, rule number one, don't listen to demons or the damned. Oh, Daniel, don't go getting so high and mighty. JJ has missed you so much. What? And Sophie, you are an interesting one. Oh, well, multiple choice can be fun, too. I've had enough of this. Finally, someone who can perform a C-section. Oh, my babies! Your women wait for you, Rufus. No! Let me go! Come on, Sophie. Baby wants to suckle. Give me a break. Is that Roger Corman shit the best line you can come up with? Danny boy, JJ and your dad are so excited to see you again. One way or another, you all are gonna pay for this. You seem a bit depressed, Chimes. How's the martini? Surprisingly good for a backwater dive like this. So what got your attention? This town. Your actions here, both personally and on behalf of the League, seem a bit, um, shall we say, out of character? Do tell. So I'm here for three reasons. One, to stop the League from getting your claws into this location. Two, to find out exactly what your game is. Why did you approach this particular strategic spot in this manner? And... Three. Well, if your answers to my first two questions meets my satisfaction, we'll talk about my tertiary intent. <laughs> Tease? It is one of my more charming qualities. Tell me, do you still invoke your anima? I do miss Eve. Eve comes out to play whenever I feel like it. She's a lot more pleasant to be around than you are, my distinguished opponent. <laughs> That's only because you're used to me, Adam, fucking you up the ass. Metaphorically speaking, of course. You really are a gormless git, aren't you? <laughs> Enough foreplay chimes. Indeed. This town, this piece of middle America is very strategically placed. The Congress have wanted this and have been preparing to start our acquisition of it. But before we even began, you and the League attempted this little spaz attack, as an old California girlfriend of mine would have said. Really? Stop it, Adam. We're both very predictable in how we employ our tactics. You in the League usually see a place, a city, a town, whatever, when you start manifesting expressions of folklore in that localized microcosm. And, uh, you in the Congress notice it? If you notice it, 
and try to stop us? Make the citizens' poor lives even more banal in the process? The Congress, on the other hand, we work slowly and methodically. We plan things out so that our grand pattern can be unveiled at the right time. Unless... Unless we in the League notice what you're doing and fuck it all up by causing a chupacabra to eat a virgin or something. Even this discussion is odd. You aren't quite this much of a plonker, usually. It's been an odd week. So I guess we'll move on to the third deliverable that I'm here to secure. The Elder have authorized me to come here with this. Behold! The Dagger of St. Simmons. I have been authorized to parlay, talk candidly, and negotiate with you in a state of peace. You notice that we changed the playbook for this one? Yeah, you're right. We did it this way because we knew it would attract your attention and hopefully provoke this particular response. The Magna of Illusion, created by Lord Perlman. I'm here to parlay as well. Ah, very nice, my opponent. Let's talk. Let go of me, damn it. God's already damned it. Now, shut up, Roofie. What the hell is this place? You've really got to stop with those softballs, man. <laughs> I found your students roaming the halls, headmistress. Well, that just won't do. Thank you for bringing Mr. Cullen back. Take your seat, Mr. Cullen. Fuck you. I'm not playing this fucking game. Take your fucking seat, you ass-sucking, corpse-fucking, diarrhea-filled piece of dick cheese. That's better. What do you want from me? What do I want? Mr. Cullen, I want what everybody wants. I want you to actually achieve your potential. But you haven't, have you? You've failed everything and everyone you've ever loved. Fuck you. You're good at denial, though. <sighs> but you aren't even a very good investigator, are you? That is your specialty, right? That's what you are supposed to bring to your job. But everything you do is overshadowed by the most capable Ms. Wood and, well, <laughs> Daniel. You're really just his sidekick, aren't you? That's not true. Really? You're not resentful of Daniel? Because these hooks wouldn't be here if they weren't earned. Ah! No! Don't worry. I'm sure Daniel and Sophie will rescue you again. Like they always have to do when you go on a bender. Or is it something they are going to have to do in the future? Sometimes I can't tell. Time is funny that way. From uh, what the historians and the seers in the League can determine, things are different this time. What do you mean? The patterns in this particular paradigm shift are different than what we remembered from the previous ones. This is fascinating coming from you, lovers of chaos. And you are telling me that you, lords of order, aren't concerned by what seems to be manifesting? I'm not sure that I know what you're talking about. Right. Anyway, 
There's been a lot of uh, smaller portents, but there was this big one. A big one that we can't ignore. Indeed. Are you familiar with Daniel Dredden's little group of cohorts? I can't take anymore. Make it stop. I can't fucking take any more of this. Rufus, why do you always let us down? Who are you? Come on, Rufus. You knew on a very deep level that you couldn't help someone like Denise. No one could. Bullshit. Still in denial, huh? Here, let's see if this spike in your eyeball will let you see. Now do you see? You set yourself up to fail. <laughs> oh, oh, fuck. Uh, oh, Denise, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Better. You're getting closer. And what about Vicky? Here, have another spike to help you see. You could see that she was a suicidal person. On some level, you wanted her to kill herself. You could punish yourself that way and be the poor widower. Except you never got that far. Fuck. Fuck me. You're almost there, Rufus. Just one more realization and a test. No more. Please. No more. Gotta go back in time for this one, Rufie. If you're strong enough, pull out those spikes and tell me what you see. Back to when you were six years old. Mom? That's right, Rufus. I'm your mom. You little shit. You ruined my life, you know. This? Oh. Oh, fuck. You were a complete mistake. Just like your good-for-nothing father. No. I remember. Please. No. Now's a moment of truth, Rufus. Are you going to free yourself or choose what's behind door number two? Fuck you, Mom. Are you sure this is what you want? This is your choice, Rufie. I... Said, fuck you, you stupid piece of shit. Die, just fucking die. <laughs> well, thanks for playing. Time to go. Some hurts just go too deep. Maybe you'll find your way out, or maybe you'll die here. Even if you get out, we'll see you back here soon enough, Mr. Cullen. Daniel Dredd. Oh, yes. I'm aware of him and his most entertaining friends. <laughs> we didn't intend to involve him or his group, but they sort of fell into our laps. Sounds socially awkward. Now who's being the get? My apologies, you were saying. He's potential trouble enough with that demon he has embedded in his body and soul. 
It's really very puritanical, and uh, uh, what do the kids say today? Uh, emo. That would be what the kids say if it was 1994. Pelonka. <sighs> Looks like you need another drink, sugar. Another Manhattan? Yeah. Thanks. Can uh, you make it a double? You had a double since you first started ordering these things. Then make it a triple if you would. <coughs> sure will. And how about you? Another martini? I've noticed you actually have absinthe here. Sure do. The boss makes it himself. It's the cordial style of maceration based off an old beatnik recipe. Can you make a Sazerac? Of course. Then make it too. I don't want to bother you later for the inevitable encore. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll do that. Be right back with your drinks. You're gonna get lucky tonight if you don't fuck it up. She's attractive enough, especially after her fairly erudite explication of her establishment's particular variety of the green fairy. Anyway, Dread would be problem enough, and his buddy Colin is a nasty piece of work that is a bit of a violent and loose cannon. I agree wholeheartedly. But it's this Sophie Wood who really freaks us out. Sophie Wood? What's what's odd about her? Why did that name cause you to lose your shit? Why isn't this freaking me out? Coming through! We need a doctor, stat. This patient was just hit by a car. Wait, I mean, she was shot. Or is dying of cancer? Yeah, I don't think any of that's right. Or she fell down a manhole. Or she was killed by a jealous lover. Or a piano fell on her. Or was beaten with a plastic flamingo. Or was the recipient of so many sacrifices that we just can't keep track. Yeah. Mm. That's enough of that. I think I needed that. Demon tastes pretty good, actually. For some reason, I can think better now than I have in ages. Let's see if I can find Rufus and Daniel. Sophie Wood. You know more about her than you're saying. I don't know what you're talking about. And even if I did... That is a subject that I am not authorized to discuss. Fine. But she is a very lovely lady. Do you know that Malphus couldn't get a damn thing from her psyche? Or more accurately... You invoked Malpas, a prince of hell... Against Tred's little clique. Yeah, I work well with Malphus. You have my respect, Magus. Thank you. So... Actually, it wasn't that Malthus couldn't use her past memories against her. It was Malthus got too many pasts to use against her. Too many? Exactly. And on top of that... <laughs> yes? None of them had any substance. None of them were hers. What's wrong with me? Why isn't... Any of this freaking me out. Not even the smell is affecting me, and what I just walked through should have made anyone gag. 
<laughs> That's how I can find my way out of here. Let's try. Slice my wrist with a knife. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing can go wrong with that. <sighs> oh, God. Okay. My blood is creating a path to follow, like a fucked up version of Ariadne's thread. Hmm. Let's do it. What do we have here? No, no, not you. Stay away, please, just stay away. I never should have done it. She wasn't worth it. I was such a fucking idiot. What the hell are you talking about? I just wanted her to love me. I shouldn't have wanted her dead for rejecting me. Oh, God, I'm sorry. I'm so fucking sorry. So tired. I didn't really want her to get hit by a car. I had no idea how that would feed you. I have no idea what you're talking about, but you just reminded me how hungry I am. No. No, stay away, Sophie. Stay. <laughs> Damn, he was good. <laughs> I'm not really sure why I'm doing this, but I don't really care. Blood trails going down these stairs. <laughs> Where do you think you're going, little girl? Oh, hi. Come here and sit on Daddy's... Wait. You shouldn't be here. Shut up. Now, let's see what's through this door. So what is your point with all this? You know, this really is a very good Sazerac. My point is, even though the whole affair with Wood, Colin, and Dredd worked out in the League's favor, she freaked the fuck out of Malphus. Aha! Demons don't freak out easily. Aha! That is very true. It's like she's a cipher, or a complete blank slate. At first we thought she was a ghost, but one of our remote viewers. One that does great abstract work using traditional scrying techniques. Well... Yes. What did they see? She scried to discover what Wood was all about, and ended up screaming as her eyes liquefied and dripped into the bowl of the black ichor she was scrying into. I see. I don't know what she is, or what Dread's presence indicates, but the League thinks that the stakes are even higher than we thought. Higher than determining the nature of history and what form the next paradigm of reality will take? Yeah, I'm not sure that there will be a new paradigm. I'm not sure there's going to be anything. Not even struggling, Danny? 
One would think that you were looking forward to this little reunion. You're pretty low down on the hierarchical ladder, aren't you? What? Come on, I've been living with Moloch for most of my life. If he's middle management, you're pretty much just a clerk, aren't you? I'll eat your soul, fucker! Sure you will. Are we there yet? <laughs> Oof. Fuck you, human. Tell me where my father is, or I'll show you all I know about hurting demons. Right through this closet, asshole. That wasn't hard now, was it? <laughs> Hi, Dad. Daniel? No. You're just another demon here to torment me. No, I'm not. I think I'm here just to talk. Right. Fuck you. Really? I don't want to be here. <laughs> Seeing you makes me sick to my goddamn stomach. But I think I get it now. Whatever. This is just another part of my unending torture. Let's experiment with something. Dad, I just want you to know that I used to worship you. You were my dad. And I loved you. I was so sorry about the accident, and before I ended up hating you, I... just wanted you to get better and be my old dad again. What the fuck is this about? I loved you, Dad. And surprisingly enough, especially to me, part of me still does. This is the first time in eons that I haven't been in pain. Here, let me help you up, and let's talk some more. You shouldn't worry so much. That sounds a little apocalyptic, even for you. The League understands chaos far better than you and the Congress ever could. That may be somewhat true, but... You believe in order so much that you could never imagine anything completely falling apart, no matter how bad things get, even though it's supposedly your biggest fear. But I tell you, there is something seriously wrong. What you just said almost caused me to throw my drink in your face. Which means you've hit a nerve. Go on. Most cultures, especially the Indo-European ones, conceptualize reality as a series of cycles. The Hindus have their series of yugas, the Greeks and their ages, the Germanic tribes, their Ragnarok. I stayed awake for my mythology classes, thank you very much. And we, our predecessors, have been there on the front lines of every shift in reality. The last one that ended in the old age of magic and gave birth to the current age of empire and science started about 500 years ago. With Queen Elizabeth, John Dee, and the birth of the British Empire. Exactly. And now we're on the cusp of another shift. And your little club and mine are trying to determine who gets to set the foundation for the next eon. Then maybe the Congress is just trying some new strategies. Perhaps that is what you are perceiving. Uh-huh. Perhaps you're coming to the realization that we are going to win. Perhaps you should just surrender. Or better yet, join with us. That's not going to happen, and I'm not convinced that that's what's actually going on. You've been fairly forthright in this discussion, so let me tell you something in good faith. 
The Congress has seen in our divinations that there is a new factor in the equation. We have tried to maximize our role in this. I'm sure that'll work out wonderfully. Perhaps you should have done the same. And you think you can control this? Oh, yes. <sighs> then I think we're done here. Keep the town chimes. We didn't really want this place anyway. If any of us is still here after the shift, maybe we'll talk again. Why are you here? It's hard to explain. The short answer is, I have to release myself from the fetters of the world. You and JJ were always my biggest fetters. Other than Moloch, that is. What the fuck does that mean? I think I need to know something. What? Why did you... Why did you do it? Why did you constantly hit me? Why did you let that fucking psycho touch me? I... I... I, I don't... I don't know. Bullshit. You've had years to do nothing but face your sins. Are you still in such denial? Or are you just scared? I... I always was a weak man. Inside, you know. And the only time I didn't feel weak was when I was hurting someone else. Before the accident, I used to do a little boxing, get into the occasional bar fight. It let those urges out, doing that. Uh-huh. I just hated everything. My job, my life, this world. And then your mother and you. She wouldn't, couldn't understand what I was going through. She made me feel even weaker, even before she left. She'd fuck those young men. I'd try to hold down a job, but I was so sick from what she was doing to me that I couldn't focus on anything. Go on. And then she left us. As time went on, I hated her more and more, until fear and hate were the only things I could feel. When I wasn't numb, that is. Right. Why are you just listening calmly to all this? Because I need to hear your side of all this. Okay. This is the truth. Every time I looked at you, I saw your mother. And since I couldn't take anything out on her, I did it to you instead. It's all pretty banal when everything is said and done, isn't it? I don't know what that means. Never mind. So what now? Do you leave and I go back to being tortured? I have one more question. <sighs> okay. Are you sorry? Of course. What? I was sorry when I was alive. My hatred of myself stopped me from doing anything to change it. I'm not even sure I could change what I did. But am I sorry I was a weak shit who I couldn't stand to look at in the mirror? Yes. Am I sorry that I was the type of person who liked hurting people? Especially those who I was vulnerable to? Yes. And am I sorry that it's because of me that you've been saddled with a fucking demon since you were a little boy? Yes. Shit. And mostly, I'm sorry that I couldn't stop hurting you. Your mother was a shit. I was a weak, pathetic loser. And JJ was a psychopath and a pedophile. You're the only innocent in our fucked up soap opera. Yeah. I'm sorry. Then I know what I have to do. I forgive you, Dad. This shit, it's been going on far too long. For both of us. What? 
What's happening? Be at peace, Father. I let go of my pain and my hate. And even my love. I let you go completely. I... Where... Where am I? Now. Time to get the fuck out of here. Rufus? Is that you? Yeah. And what are you doing with that axe? Cutting out the dead wood. Okay. Do you want to get out of here? Sure. What the fuck are you? You're not Sophie. Ah, my eyes. Oh, it hurts to just look at you. You're unnatural. Rufus, it's me. Come on, Rufus. It's, it's okay. What the? Sophie? You were... you were just wrong. Shit. I can't take this shit anymore. I don't know which way is up anymore. Come on, my friend. Let's go. Where the fuck does this go? Looks like a circus or something. Because nothing screams damnation like shitty carnival food. Daniel! Hey, nice to see you not immersed in burning pitch. You're awfully chipper. It could have been worse. How about you, Rufus? You okay? I honestly have no idea. Can we leave now? I think we're almost out. How do you know? Intuition? We're back. Look, there's the car. Do you think Moloch is waiting for us? Oh, most definitely. I can feel him. Daniel, I'm... I'm sorry, man. I was kind of hoping this might free you from him. I'm okay, Roof. I think this is for the best until we figure out what else is going on with all this shit. I feel like crap. Me too. I'm starving, but the idea of eating just oh, makes me want to puke. Yeah. I'll drive while you two recover. I feel pretty full and rested, actually. I think we need to meet with my superiors. I suspect this may be a bit more challenging than we thought. But first, let's make sure our secret weapon is still intact. Excellent! I don't know what you are either, Ms. Wood, but I know that I have you in my hand. Is that right? I believe you have something that belongs to me. You are nothing but a double created by me. I banish you back to the shadows. I think you just pissed yourself, man. <laughs> what, what, what are you? I'm not sure human language can hold what I am. Here's a taste of the truth. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just take this back now. That's better. Be seeing you. Dear Lord, 
This may actually be as bad as Adam thinks. I think we need to accelerate our plans with Ms. Hames. And that is the end of Daniel Dread, Episode 5. There is only two more episodes in the Daniel Dread story, so stay tuned, it's bound to bubble up into something crazy. Please spread the word and tell your friends about Chronosphere Fiction Podcast. Thank you for listening. Until next time, keep your cosmos clean.